We got a new theme song this week. You're gonna listen to my podcast, or else you're gonna be sick. You're gonna listen to my podcast. I'm not saying sick in the way that you might think. That would be in bad taste. This is called Nick Flanagan Weekly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the only podcast where I get to play a song for you at the very beginning of it. And I'm not trying to say that there are no podcasts where people play music at the beginning of it, I'm just saying the only one where I play music at the beginning of it, I being Nick, the titular host of the show. The man himself, the one who tells you the things about how my life is going. Because that's pretty much what this podcast is. Sometimes I have guests. I hope you enjoyed my guest, Adil Brar. The other day, that was really fun. We talked about news and other things. He's a really smart person and is a very thorough journalist, so you should have uh, listened to that if you haven't listened to it already. And I've got great interviews coming up with Derek Beckles and Allison Baker and hopefully some more people over the next few weeks. Oh, boy. Wow. The dog days of summer. Where are the dogs? They're around. If you pay close enough attention, they're there. They're totally in the house. Hopefully they're in the backyard, let's face it. If they're in the house, fur is getting everywhere. Nothing quite like a dog jumping on your lap and you going, oh, this is great. And then a second later, licking. Another second later, fur all over you. Third second, the dog is wearing your clothes and he's taking your life. I don't mean he's murdered you. I mean he is now posing as you. Everyone likes him better. It's not fair. Stop taking my life, dogs. I've got a dog in my life. He's nice. His name's Charlie. Um, he is at the same time somewhat aggravating, but... Dogs are the worst for this. You just are so mad at them, and then a second later, you know, they're warm, and they're being nice to you, and they're looking at you lovingly, and you can't be mad anymore, even though they just literally pooped on some very important documents that were the tie between your freedom and you being in jail. But you don't care because the dog is looking at you with pure, unconditional love. I don't want to own one. Moving on. And I'll play a little moving on music for you. We gotta get out of the conversation about dogs. And we're moving on to talking about politics. I don't actually really want to talk about politics. 
it is funny. I watched the National Republican Convention yesterday, and those uh, the cu- the gun couple was uh, in the house for that one. And uh, boy, they used the 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 phrase if you know if Biden wins, he's going to invade the suburbs and put in low quality housing. I don't know about you, but if you've seen the decoration in some of these houses, uh, low-quality housing's already there. So anyway, I made my first Zoom comedy stand-up appearance on Thursday at the Nowhere Comedy Club. can't remember if I did a podcast talking about this already, but it was really fun. I couldn't believe it. I... I came in, I was nervous, sort of. You know, because I've, you know, I've done these streams every week um, with all those comedians, Chris Fairbanks and stuff, Maggie Mayne, many people. And we laugh together. We've all kind of, I feel, gotten to appreciate each other's sense of humor. And I think a lot of those comics have been doing like these online shows. But this was the first one I'd done, and I wasn't sure like how to even approach it. But the uh, the Nowhere Comedy Club set it up really well. Um, there was the audi- There were people in the audience, so to speak, and they were nice. And I told jokes, and I heard them laughing. So it's fine. It's fine. I'd do it again, but for money. I don't know if I'd do it for no money, but I would do it for money. So if you're running a Zoom show and it pays money, I'll do a good job. I don't know if it felt like stand-up, you know, live stand-up, but it felt good. And I think it attracts people who wouldn't necessarily go to a comedy club. So in a lot of ways, or a comedy show. Period. So in a lot of ways, I think it actually fills a gap. So I'm fully down to do more. The pay. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Lots of new stuff is going to be added this month, I promise. By this month, I mean in September, because we're almost at the end of August, and I, I'm not going to promise that I can pull off adding new stuff this week, even though I really want to. This is an issue. I went, as some of you may know, I went over to Toronto Island to an artist residency. Really tried my damnedest, my best. Got on a workflow, got, and, and you know, now I'm teetering on it. On, on feeling like I, I'm, I'm getting things done. It is so hard. For me, and maybe if I had work or something, um, it would feel easier. But um, I don't, and it doesn't. But it's not that I don't have work. I mean, I, I'm self-motivating for a lot of things. But and I was talking about this with my friend today, uh, with Allison. We were just saying it's like the amount of time it takes for me to get primed and juiced and jazzed and ready so long I'm hearing all these weird noises it's fine 
from the computer. But as long as the podcast is still recording, I don't care. Anyway. Um, my space that I'm recording from, I'm really happy with. I'm still thinking of ways to like make it more awesome. I'm genuinely thinking of putting like one of those uh, like 1930s sort of, what do they call them? Like a fan, but it's not a fan, but it's like the thing that, you know, if someone says, let me slip into something more comfortable and you're in their bedroom and then they go behind it and they're like, woo, and you see them throw the camisole over it and then they come out in the negligee. I'm then getting one of those so I can block off my little studio area. So I can block off my little studio area. I could have been Mae West if I were born just a little earlier. Say, fellas, what do you think we, what do you say we walk into that little alcove over there and you can learn how to whistle? You can't see, but I just winked. Anyway, so it's like 8 p.m. now. I've got to walk home far after this. And it's annoying that I only got it together to record, you know, hours after arriving here. I was in the sun. I got home, needed a nap, did like a support group kind of thing. Next thing you know, Nightfall. Rough stuff. What else? Yeah, the Zoom comedy. I was, I don't know if I was protesting it, but I was really dubious at just writing jokes and telling them. Like, I have done these sort of streams where you do basically what I'm doing now. You have conversations, you make jokes, but it's not really solo. And then this was like five minutes of basically me talking. So not that far from this. Thank you for listening to this. This is the reason I was able to do decently at that show. And I, I thought it was something viable, something I'd do again. Which is good because I'm not... Everyone is starting to do live comedy in town again. Oh, over at Yuckers Park, somebody's doing a show. Comedy Bar is reopened. Yuck Yucks is doing shows. But I can't. I just can't, Paul. It's not that I don't... It is that I don't want to, but it's not that I begrudge those who are doing it. Whatever. It's fine. You do what you want to do. But I got a 71-year-old I hang out with. I want to make sure I'm in a decent bubble or whatnot. And that's me. And I have other means of expressing myself. So I'm not going to worry about it. But I am worrying about it because I'm a major FOMO man. So I look over these guys, these fellas, ladies, non-binaries, they're doing shows. And I say, well, maybe I could be doing a show. (laughs) But then I say, no, no, no. You stay on your own path. Because that's the most important thing, you know? 
saying, I am on my own path. Whatever people are doing and telling you to do, unless you're like a pilot or a spaceman or playing a sport with rules, going to school, everyone's the same. Unless you're doing something very regimented, don't look at what the other person's doing. Unless you like it and you want to say, I appreciate this, but don't start thinking, oh, well, they're doing this and I'm not doing anything. No, you're doing your own weird thing. And maybe it's bad. Maybe nobody likes it. Maybe your parents refuse to listen to it. Maybe your son hates it. Maybe people don't like your improv composed tunes. But that would be crazy. But you follow that path. And if that's what you want, you do it. And if that means you can't do these shows because you don't actually want to, but you want that validation, then don't do the shows. Get your parking validated. How about this? You're so woke. You don't do comedy until they, the U.S. and people stop killing and oppressing. How about that? You take a break. Protest by not doing what it is you love. Protest by stopping your involvement in capital. That's what I've been thinking about lately. Again, I, I don't feel very much remorse. Wrong choice of words. Because this isn't a crime I'm about to talk about. But my regret is low. Re-leaving Los Angeles and America when I did. Even though I get such a kick out of being there, being in New York City, traveling through America. I, I, I basically love the country. But... If you leave L.A., if you leave America, if you're a creative person or just a person with a job that's in America and you don't go, you stop, guess what you're not doing? You're not contributing to taxes that go and pay for things like jailing immigrant children, banning, just, you know, fracking, whatever. I don't know, but you see what I'm saying. You have some level of guilt alleviated. And if you didn't know about that guilt and I'm reminding you about that guilt, I'm so sorry, but you have the guilt upon your soul. I'm just kidding. But that is my projection. I mean, it's all projection. It's all me going, no, it's okay. It's okay that I didn't stay in America and get my big break. You know, if I had gotten my big break, what I'd be doing right now? I'd be doing some sort of a script read-through stream of the sitcom that I was on with the other people. With Molly Ringwald, who plays my mother. With Dr. Henry Kissinger, who plays my grandfather. Courtney Cox plays my... 
friend. And my and Michael Jordan plays my father. Man, now that I'm describing that sitcom, I'd really like to do it. Would you watch a sitcom where Michael Jordan and uh, Molly Ringwald play my parents? You know, one of my favorite things that ever happened to me in my life was uh, a spirited band practice where Mike, uh, who I interviewed earlier, Mike Gribben, Mike, uh, we were all getting a little loose. Mike had this talking Michael Jordan sort of doll, and he just kept hitting it, and it only said two things. I guess it was like a Space Jam doll of some sort, Michael Jordan doll, and it went, I really enjoyed playing with you guys. Let's play some basketball. So it'd just be like, you'd be hanging out, and then suddenly he'd just go, I really enjoyed playing with you guys. Let's play some basketball. And, oh, we laughed and laughed, and I'm not at all putting you in the moment of how funny that was. But that's impossible. Those moments are done. I'm telling you about good moments. That's the best I can do. Reminding you that there are and were and will be good moments. It's not all just cement milkshake getting poured on you. It's not all just M&M's relapse. It's also M&M's recovery. That interview I did with Adil the other day, Adil, the other day, um, made me think about bots, made me think about the internet. I thought it was really interesting that he said that, you know, China's still not good, good at, like, doing bots, or that Russia is still sort of the best at them. And then I thought about election meddling internationally and meddling, international meddling in general. And um, the U.S. is just um, part of it. It's really everywhere. And the reason it's everywhere is because as soon as the internet was invented, everyone in a bunch of countries could communicate with each other much more quickly and in depth than we've ever been able to, and in volumes as well, in terms of amount of people we might meet. So election meddling has probably been happening since like 1995, political meddling. This is how movements are created. And th- but we're mostly using them to like bond about My Little Pony and stuff. Or about cancel culture. So it's not even bots. It's actually real people and their opinions in some far off place influencing people elsewhere. There's a guy named Ian Miles Chong. Still gray on Twitter. Don't like to talk about this guy. He's not exciting at all. He's a drip. However, it's interesting because he is the ultimate nerd reporter guy. He worked from the character Milo's website. He was like involved in Gamergate. First he was like anti-racist and then suddenly he switched to anti-feminist. Now he comments on every stupid thing that happens in America. Oh, can you believe that they're letting a Barbie be transgender? This is crazy. I don't know if there is a transgender Barbie. If there is, more power to you. 
all the power to you. Rest in power, transgender Barbie. But what I'm saying is this guy doesn't even... Look, I live in Canada and I'm talking about the U.S. We're like five minutes away. I could walk there. He lives in Indonesia. He's never been to Canada. To, he's never been to any of these countries. He's over there in Indonesia. Doing a lot of bad stuff, by the way. Getting people swatted. Dogs are getting killed. And he's responsible. And he's like weighing in daily on Twitter on inanities happening in America. Ugh. I mean, I guess I am too. And this is my dream. It's going to be my New Year's resolution. Block out America. I love you, America. I love you, Americans. But I can't focus anymore. You're stressing me out. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid. I'm... I'm not afraid of Americans. I'm just over it. Get it over with. I'm just kidding, Americans. Y'all know I love you. We got a new theme song this week. You're gonna listen to my podcast Or else you're gonna be sick You're gonna listen to my podcast I'm not saying sick in the way that you might think That would be in bad taste This is called Nick Flanagan Weekly